Hello there, and welcome to Her Undiscovered Life, the podcast for women who want it all. The freedom, confidence, relationship, career, money, health, and happiness, and are on the journey of creating the vision you feel and see in your heart. My name is Crystal McKenzie. I am a former therapist and nurse practitioner turned life and success coach, yoga teacher, and online business owner, and my goal is to help you transform. Tune into the show for weekly episodes for inspiration, motivation, and the igniting of your soul so you can create a meaningful, authentic, and wildly successful life. We'll discuss mindset, manifestation, business, purpose, healing, love, and I'll offer you all the tools, tips, and tricks I know to help you up-level yourself now. So tune in and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am incredibly excited as always, but I am even more excited today because for the very first time we have a guest on the podcast and this woman is a powerhouse woman filled with knowledge and wisdom and she is going to really inspire you and also teach you some amazing things about yourself and your body as a woman. And so before I introduce her and have her talk about her amazing self, um, I will give you just a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about. And of course, there's going to be some uh, other things that we discuss and we're just going to let this kind of be a very natural conversation. So we are going to talk about her journey to starting her own business and the unthinkable events that really triggered that uh, phase of her life. We're also gonna talk about her own health journey and we're gonna get pretty personal and vulnerable here because I know that as women, there can often be a lot of confusion about our bodies. And so we're gonna talk about her own journey and how this inspired her to become a women's health coach and to really help women transform their health and their body. And then finally, we're going to talk about, well, she's going to talk about why you as a woman really need to know about your hormones and the things that you should look for when it comes to weight loss, weight gain, PMS, periods, fatigue, overwhelm, cravings, and what you can do to really help have healthy hormones, balance your hormones, and just be really connected to your body. So, hello, Miss Jenna Blake. Welcome to the show. How does it feel to be the very first guest? Exciting, I've listened to every episode. I'm so excited to be here, obviously. I just love you to death and to mm. be on this and to have these kinds of conversations. You know, we have so many of these conversations in private and to have a platform to have them um, to hopefully help other women, help inspire other women. That's both of our missions. So it's nice to bring those together. Yeah. You know, that's funny because when we have conversations, I often think, wow, I wish other people could hear this conversation because we really do get vulnerable and honest and just have very thoughtful, intentional, conscious conversations. And yeah, I love, I love our conversations. So, um, I'm excited to share this one. So, um, can you just introduce like what, who you are, what you do, all of the, those amazing things? Absolutely. So, course, as you said, I'm Jenna and I am a nurse practitioner. I am a women's health coach and I'm also um, working on my certification to become a functional hormone specialist. So I mainly work with women around hormones and helping them holistically heal them through lifestyle and nutrition, movement, nervous system uh, rebalancing, all of those sorts of things. Of course, it starts with the hormones, but there's so much that's interconnected 
two hormones, which we're going to talk a little bit today. So it usually starts as a health journey, but turns into a lot more than that, which is what I love about it. Yeah. And I think like, I do want to mention the, the really cool thing about what Jenna does is I just don't see it put out there as much and people are not really, there's just not a lot of content as much as there should be about, you know, the things that you talk about. And I actually found Jenna, I stalked her on Instagram and then I slid into her DMs and invited her on a friend date. But I honestly don't even know how I started following you. But, and when I messaged you, I didn't even know, I don't think I even knew you lived near me. I just, yeah, I think, (laughs) but like I saw her Instagram and I saw the things that she was talking about. And, you know, I'm always like attracted to women who and anyone talking about you know holistic health and personal growth and all of those things but then the fact that she is a nurse practitioner and I used to be a nurse practitioner and then that she is a coach with her own business and so I was like oh my gosh this is so cool and then we started talking in the dms and realized we lived like within 45 minutes of each other so um I think that is it was serendipitous. So, yeah. We both manifested it. Like <laughs> yeah. we've talked about this. This is something we both wanted and I, and I think has been so huge for me on not just my entrepreneurial journey, but really just my life journey. Like having a woman that I can get vulnerable with and talk about these things with mm. and have these deep conversations with, I think that's something that was really missing from my life. I forget the term you used to like soul soul friend or soul sister or something and I was like soulmate sister yes and I was like it's something that I never knew I needed until I had it and then realized how much that had been missing from my life yeah I think it was the other weekend that I told you we were making a vision board and I was like I manifested you and you're like I manifested (laughs) you and then you're like well we manifested each other (laughs) it's like okay fine we can settle on that but yeah you're right you know the I think that speaks to the importance of, again, as women, having that connection and the authentic friendships. Um, And even on like the entrepreneurial journey, personal growth journey, it can feel incredibly lonely. Um, And I feel like you have to kind of get used to being misunderstood by the people in your life because you are on a different journey and so yeah it's like you have to intentionally create and cultivate those kind of relationships and you have to be willing to slide into somebody's dm and you know put yourself out there so that you can have that that support so i am just like so grateful that we met and And I think that's something that all women um, eventually do come to terms with or should come to terms with or hopefully come to terms with is there's so much sister wounding where you're like, Mm. you know, other women, you know, if I like Crystal's also a coach, like what if I engage with her and she takes some of my clients or what if like a lot of that scarcity mindset. And because of that, we miss out on such a high level of support that just makes us blossom and our business blossom Mm. and because we're so afraid and we're so afraid of other women and what if she tears me down and what if she judges me and of course I've never felt like that with you and that's been really healing for me um, in creating other relationships in women knowing that there can be these really authentic relationships where you're really just uh, supporting each other you know cheering for each other always yes yes I love that you're right the There's so much wounding that we have as women, you know, I think it's often referred to as a witch wound or a sister wound where, you know, in the past we were put against each other and um, there's just so much history there. And I think that a lot of us are really healing, you know, generational and ancestral trauma around sisterhood and, uh, yeah, I just, I love that we are on this journey together. Me too, that we get to do it together. That yes. So cool. So let's dive into, 
oh my gosh, there's so many things. And you guys, I already told Jenna, I'm going to have her back on the podcast at some point again, because there are so many things that I know that she can teach you. And um, there's just so much wisdom there. So for today, um, let's talk about your journey to like starting your business. And because like, you're like me, you know, we didn't grow up you know, in this like entrepreneurial family. Um, and so we're really paving this way on our own. And so like, let's talk about what, (laughs) okay. So you became a nurse practitioner at like, like, yeah, let's talk about that story. What happened? How, how did you get here? Yeah. So like you said, I never wanted to own my own business. I always thought that would be so stressful and I really went um, kicking and screaming the whole way I would say, but I am someone who was always on the straight and narrow, you know, did really, really well in school, was in every club, you know, um, top of my class. I got a full academic scholarship to go to college, went to college in every club, graduated the top of my class, my nursing class, uh, you know, got a prestigious job in the ICU way before I graduated, did that. Then I went back and got my master's, became a nurse practitioner. I was going to school full-time, working full-time, got a 4.0 GPA. Like I just had this like very straight and narrow path and just kept thinking, once I get to the end, I'm going to just be so happy and life is going to be great. And that's not what happened, right? I graduated, (laughs) I began working as a nurse practitioner in the office setting, and I slowly became more and more and more burnt out. And I couldn't understand because Mm. I had checked every single box. Um, So I didn't know why I felt this way. I didn't know why I was crying on my way into work every single day. And I had little wake-up calls along the way. Um, I got married and, and I went on my honeymoon and when I was on my honeymoon, I realized, you know, that was the first time in like years I had let loose, had fun, like smiled. And, um, when I had to go back to work, of course, I remember I just cried the entire way to work, knowing that I was going to lose that part of myself again and just Mm. putting one foot in front of the other and going to work. So, um, after that though, it was a little bit of a wake up call for me. And I, I thought, okay, I just need a new job. I need to work in a new office. It's just this office that's got me feeling this way switched to a new office, but the feeling came back and um, I didn't know how to get myself out of the situation that I was in because this was my identity, right? Like I worked so hard to become a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. Here I am. I've got the office, got my name on the door and I'm so unhappy and I don't know why. And I don't have anyone to talk about this with. I felt so alone. And then uh, the pandemic hit and the little private practice that I worked for got bought by a big corporation. And this corporation came in. I, you know, I, I, I still don't know exactly what happened, but, um, they basically told me, you know, we're cutting your pay. We're taking away all of your PTO. Like you need us way more than we need you. And this Mm. is, uh, this is how it's going to be. And I, I've never been talked to that way in my entire life. And yet still I'm like, should I just continue on with them? Should I just take the job? And I tried to talk to them. And every time I would, you know, try to arrange a meeting, um, they refused. They just told me, you know, I was too aggressive. I like the words that I have never been used to describe me in my entire life. And, um, yet still, this was pretty early on in the pandemic. I didn't know what was going to happen. My husband was a full-time grad student at this time. So I was fully supporting us, carrying all of our uh, benefits. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to do it. Like, I'm just going to have to sign on with them. And hopefully in a few years, you know, I'll be able to do something else. But I printed out my little contract. Like, I'll never forget. I was not a spiritual person at this time. I was so burnt out. I was so disconnected from myself by this point. But I printed out my contract. And every time I went to sign it, this just sob would rise out of me like nothing I've ever experienced before. And there was just this knowing in me that I couldn't do it, that I was the only person on my team in that moment and that I couldn't self-betray in that way or I would break something that just wasn't fixable. And I can't explain it. I hadn't really Mm. like heard from this voice in a long, long time, if ever, that I could remember. And I would still try to sign that contract and I would start shaking so hard I couldn't sign it. And I made the decision that I was going to quit. I had no other jobs lined up, that no one was hiring, everyone was was furloughing. I knew that I wouldn't be able to get unemployment because technically I was quitting, although they were kind of forcing me out. 
And it was a really, really scary, painful time. My whole identity was being stripped and I couldn't figure out what was happening. Um, I couldn't see a way out. But all I really had to cling to was that little voice inside of me that was just yelling at me that mm. had finally woken up after all these years um, and telling me that I was on the wrong path. And I'm not going to say that I just like, great, I gracefully listened to that and great. It was an incredibly painful time in my life. I was drinking every single day. I didn't know how to cope with what was going on. But once that job ended, I had what I called my three months of fun employment and it was the first time in my entire life I didn't have to wake up and, you know, just hit the ground running, go, 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 you know, do do these things I didn't want to do. And I actually found that there were things I enjoyed learning about. There were hobbies I had. Like I, I realized I had forgotten the things that I actually enjoyed about this life for many years. So um, I got to come back to that. And in doing so, I started taking better care of myself. I started digging back into my own hormones. And one thing kind of led to another. This author um, that I followed was starting a health coaching program for female uh, healthcare providers. And I did that and I became a health coach and it just sort of all um, blew up from there. Wow. Okay. There's so many, <laughs> there's so many like amazing things in what you just said. Starting with the fact that, you know, your identity was your achievements in your career and your profession and I can so resonate with that and I think you know for me that was also one of the hardest things of stepping away from my career as a nurse practitioner because that was my identity for so long um, and I know that there are probably so many women listening to this who are like you know that is their identity and can't imagine you know like what life would be like and who they would be if they didn't have their career or their professional title. Um, so yeah, I think that is a really valid thing to like ponder, you know, what, what do you consider your identity? Like what is your identity tied to? Um, and then, you know, the other piece is like how you were crying on the way to work every day, okay. <laughs> you know, like, and I think that we, I think that we get to a point where we're just kind of like, well, this is just life, yeah, you know, this like is being an adult. Yeah, this is yeah, this is being this is an adult. You just suck it up, and this is this is how it's supposed to feel. Um, and I think that is like terrible. That that's basically the norm. Uh, so like, yeah, just like the crying every day. And I wonder, you know, like maybe you listening to this, you can stop and ask yourself, like, how do I feel every day going to work? What does that feel like? Is it exciting? Is it satisfying? Or is it like draining? Do I want to, you know, like just turn the car around and, and run away and never go back? Um, so I think it's important to like really check in with your body and yourself. Like what is your body telling you? And, you know, sometimes it does have to get to the point where it's like screaming at you. Like this is enough. We, we can't do this anymore. So, um, yeah, like the burnout is such a common thing. And yeah, I think, I think you do just get to a point where it's like, I like, I physically can't right. handle this anymore. And it's so insidious. Like, you think, oh, I would know if I got to this point. But it, it, it never just becomes one day that you're that mm. unhappy and that burnt out. It's like, just slowly you move towards that every day. And then you get to the point, like, you know, it's like the frog in the boiling water. And it's like, well, when you put them in there and it's cold, they don't jump out. By the time they realize it's too hot, yeah. like, they can't jump out. It's kind of like that. You you don't realize like one day you look at your life. I know you have a similar story of being in the car and, and it's like one day it just hits you and you look at your life and you're like, I don't know how I got here and I don't know how I'm going to get myself out of here. And if, mm -hmm. if I can, 
but trust me, if I can, you can, (laughs) (laughs) we all can, but it's not always easy. Like it is a letting go and letting your old identity die. And, you know, I thought I'd be a nurse practitioner in clinic for the rest of my life. I thought that was, that was my path. And that was the path I worked so hard towards. So to let that go and let something else better come in was hard. I wish I'd handled it more gracefully, but we all have our story for a reason, right? And I wouldn't change anything about it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Um, so what, what are the thoughts you were having? You know, like you decided you weren't going to take the job, you were quitting your career and you know, you didn't really have a plan. And I think that's what stops so many people from leaving their job or starting a business or, you know, moving or starting something new. It's like the brain is always so focused on the how and that stops so many people. So like, what, what was your thought process? I imagine you were having some pretty scary thoughts about yourself and about your future. So like, what, what was that like internally? Yeah, I thought I had lost my mind, honestly. Like, I thought something was (laughs) broken in me um, because I had always been the most responsible person in the room, right? Like, I always Mm. was like, this is the steps I take. I go to school. I go to college. I get the job. I get my master's. Like, this is – you just do one thing after another, and you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I was afraid I was losing my mind, honestly. And the um, providers that I worked with, my colleagues – honestly didn't support me. They also thought I was losing my mind. And they also told me, you know, you're not going to be able to get a job anywhere. What are you doing? You need to just eat crow and and accept whatever they'll, um, they'll give you. And the only thing that I, the only thought that I held on to was just that I knew it was happening for a reason, right? Like I didn't Mm. know what the reason was, but I just had to have faith for the first time in my life that I didn't have to have it all figured out if I was moving in the direction of my dreams, not that I had any idea what my dreams were at that point, but if I was moving in the direction of, of bringing more joy into my life, of, of figuring out what my mission was, what my purpose was, and moving towards that, I just had to have faith that that voice that had waken up after all, woken up after all these years and told me not to mm-hmm. sign the contract, I just had to have faith that it was going to keep guiding me. And that is what happened. I mean, by just following my own joy, by following the things that... Um, lit me up and that I was curious about that slowly evolved into what I created as my business. I It's not like I always wanted a health coaching business. It's not like that's what I always knew that I was going to have. I personally became really interested in hormones because of my own hormonal struggles. And when the thought occurred to me that I could actually have a career in something that I was interested in, <laughs> I was like, wait, you can really do that? And it turned from something that I was just personally very passionate about to something I became really professionally passionate about Mm. too. And um, yeah, to get to work in something now that I wake up excited to talk about, that I feel so driven and and, um, motivated to talk about and that I love learning about, I never thought that that was possible for me, honestly. I don't Mm. know why, but... I never did just holding on to that faith that if I just kept putting my feet forward that the path would show up and it Mm. did yeah I love that it really is about one step at a time always yes you know it's so hard to see the entire path and vision and naturally we want to see that but the magic really does happen when you just take one step because the next one shows up and then the next one shows up. And then before you know it, you turn around and look and it's like, holy shit, like, how did I get here? This the whole is staircase amazing. Yeah. yeah, but I couldn't see in the beginning. And that's hard for people like us who are really driven and like always had the plan of yeah. how it was going to go to not see the whole staircase is so jarring. It is. But it's, it's better to just rip off the band-aid and do it than live that slow death every day for the rest of your life that feels tolerable at the time, that feels like I can tolerate, you know, being really sad and burnt out every day. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I can survive that. But at a certain point, you have to just rip off the, the band-aid, do the painful thing, yeah, and know that that's the only way through it. That's the only way out of it again. Yes, yes. That's... That's amazing. Um, 
there's something that you just said. You said, I thought I lost my mind. (laughs) And I personally believe that when you have that thought of like, I am losing my mind, you're actually finding yourself, you know, because our mind is just a program of our past. It's a program of what we've been taught, what we think is appropriate and responsible. And so it's like, you literally do need to lose your mind in order to find yourself. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. But it is so (laughs) scary and it feels like, it just feels, it truly feels like you're living in another world. You're like, oh my God, what am I thinking? What what like this something is something feels off like this is really scary you know and of course the body is responding to this like holy shit we might die kind of primitive response but like yeah it's so like if you feel like you're losing your mind you are on the right path (laughs) so just keep going and and, you know like jenna said you just have to rip the band-aid off and take one step at a time yeah so, okay, let's, let's dive into the whole, and I know there's so much here, but your, your health journey and how you got to the place where you're like, I love talking about hormones, I love teaching women about hormones, and I want to be a women's health coach, and I want to start a business doing this. So, like, what was going on with your own health and like what was that experience like so I started struggling with my own hormones like many women when I was a teenager and I you know would miss my period a lot I'd have really painful periods I had acne I had so many issues and I would go see my doctor my GYN and they would just tell me well you can go on birth control as sort of your only option like so many women and so I believe that of course I went on birth control, still had all my symptoms plus new symptoms, tried every sort of birth control out there. And every time I would go to my doctor, they would just tell me, you know, that's completely normal. This is just part of being a woman, like, you know, and at a certain point, there's that, you know, that voice in my belly again saying, Mm. no, this isn't right, but I didn't listen. We're just taught not to listen to ourselves and um, to let other people make these kinds of decisions for us and take control of our bodies and our health. And so I struggled for a long, long time and became so frustrated by my own body. I felt so betrayed by my own body that I just really tried to put it on the back burner. Like if I could have just become only a floating head and just completely not even had a body, that's what I would have chosen because Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't understand what was happening. And I felt like I was trying to do all the right things and it wasn't working. And I would ask the people that I trusted my doctors and, and they didn't really have anything new to tell me. And it just felt so hopeless at times. So parallel to when all this is going on and I'm building my career and I'm, I'm stressed and I'm doing all the things, uh, my health, my hormone health was just declining, right? I was having terrible periods every month, um, just heavy bleeding, cramping, would have to just be popping medication all day, every day. It's nauseous. And I didn't know what my body was trying to tell me. I, honestly, at that point, I didn't know that that means your body is trying to tell you something. <laughs> so I would just take medication, get on with my life. And when I finally got to the point that I had reached, you know, peak burnout uh, professionally, I was also reaching it personally with my health. And of course, after so many years of stress and, and burnout, that really takes a toll on a body. So when I began my fun employment journey, it was my first one of my first goals was to really get back in touch with my own body and figure out why the heck am I feeling so bad all the time? Why are my periods a gong show? Why am I so exhausted all the time? Why are my moods out of control? Um, Mm. And in learning all of that and in doing the research, you know, obviously as a nurse and nurse practitioner, like I love doing the research. I, I was actually a biology major before because I just love science and research and whatever, but I switched to nursing because I also like working with people, but I really dove back into that. And that's when I just started reading as much as I could, learning so much as I could and trial and error with my own body. 
And it was after that, when I started becoming a health coach that I realized, oh my goodness, like I can also not only learn about this just for my own purposes, but teach this to other people, teach this to the women in my life. I don't really know any women in my life who don't struggle with their hormones to some degree or another, because nobody teaches us about how to best operate this machinery that we are given, right? We get one health class in like fifth grade that just tells us we're going to get a period. And then from there on out, we just go to our doctors, they put us on birth control or they have no real answers or they tell us hormone testing doesn't exist for some reason, even though Mm. we test hormones in men, no issue. Um, And realizing that I could become that person to help other women on on that same journey, to help them get back in touch with their own health, with their own body and stop feeling so betrayed by their body, stop feeling so hopeless about their health. That was um, huge for me. Yeah. Can you talk about, you said, you said, I felt like I wished I could just be a floating head and like disconnect from my body. I think that is like a really powerful statement because as you now know that there's so much power in our body Yes, and when we are disconnected from our body, it you you're basically like living in a disempowered state, and you are just living in your head. And like, so what? Tell me more about that because I've never heard anyone say that before, specifically in those words. And I just think that's such a powerful thing that you said. I think as women, um, you know, we fear our bodies because we don't understand them. And I think society Mm. as a whole fears our body, right? We view birth as like a medical emergency. We, (laughs) we go to our doctors with questions about uh, how our hormones work or how our periods work. And they tell us, Oh, you just take birth control. You don't need a period. Nobody really understands our bodies. And so I think that leads a lot of women to just feeling completely hopeless and completely betrayed. Like, why is my body doing this to me? I'm doing Mm. the best I can, right? I'm trying to work out and eat and and do the things that I know how to do. And I'm still having all of these issues. And it gets to a point where you're just so hopeless. You don't know who to go to for answers. And that betrayal is just such a sort of staunch feeling in your body that there's there's no, it feels like no hope. And that is the point that I got to. So of course, uh, as I guess, sort of a more trauma response, if I don't know how to deal with something and I'm just, um, that hopeless, then I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't exist. Mm. Like I just, I, I don't want to be part of this anymore, whatever. I'm just going to survive, get through whatever I need to do, but I can't waste my whole life just worrying about this body that won't behave how I think it should Mm. be behaving. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's also interesting that when we feel like our body is betraying us, we tend to betray our body. Absolutely. So it's like the cycle that we're creating, but not consciously. Like we don't even know because we're not given the knowledge. We're not given the skills and the tools to understand that we can change our body. We can work with our body. We can love our body in whatever way shape form it is in the present moment and that that's actually required to begin with you know in order to transform your body to love your body like you have to be in this state of acceptance of like okay this is what it is right now and I even though I feel betrayed by it I am going to take ownership. I'm going to take leadership of my own self, my own body, my own health, and I'm going to stop betraying my body, which is then when it starts to shift and it stops quote unquote betraying you, which doesn't necessarily mean like it behaves exactly as you want it to. You know, it's this long journey of piecing things together and, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's important too. I think what was really healing for me to realize is that our bodies are tr- 
trying to live in health with us. Like our bodies want to live with us. Symptoms are just the way that our body communicates to us. Like Mm. you're not having painful periods because your body hates you. You're having painful periods because your body is trying to put on the check engine light that, hey, something is going on with your hormones and you wouldn't otherwise know that, right? If you didn't have symptoms, how would you know that these things are going on? And hormonal issues are a big problem. Hormone issues affect our bone health, our brain health, our heart health. And if we weren't getting these symptoms to let us know that something was going on, this flare, we otherwise could live our whole lives with having imbalanced hormones and not know the effects it's having on our body. So it's not that our body is ever trying to betray us or just just throw up the flare just because it's trying to communicate something to us, but we don't understand the language it's speaking in. Nobody Mm. ever teaches us what those symptoms mean and what we're supposed to do about them. So that's really the path to empowerment, the path to taking back your own health is realizing that, hey, if you're having symptoms, your body is just letting you know that something needs to change in your life. And then figuring out, working with somebody or learning how to figure out what needs to change is how you get back into health and alignment so you and your body can work together and and live this life. And like you said, I mean, our bodies are a huge part of our happiness and our joy like our bodies can move our bodies can dance our bodies can smell things and touch things and have pleasure and it's a sad life to be so disconnected from your body that's never how we were meant to live our body speaks to us that voice that we hear that all-knowing voice usually comes from our belly it doesn't come from our head and when we disconnect from our body we disconnect from all of it our passion our joy our pleasure our our inner voice so it's so important to to forgive and to get back into alignment with our bodies yeah i think it's you know when I was a teenager, I also had similar experience. I had horrible periods, so painful. I remember being in math class and lying on the floor in math class because I had such horrible cramps. And I just thought like, this is my life. Like yeah. this is normal. This is what I have to deal with for you know once a month for the rest of my life. And then the horrible acne, oh my gosh. And it it really affected my my self-esteem right. and how I felt about my appearance. And um, yeah, I think that, you know, and then even becoming a nurse practitioner, it's like I still, it still didn't fully click because again, you're not taught, you're yeah. taught Western medicine, you're taught, you're not taught healthcare, you're taught sick care. Yes. And so it wasn't even like being a healthcare professional where I realized, how a lot of these things are not normal that's happening in my body which is insane to me because people are coming to us for the answers for the solutions and we didn't even really have the real ones you know and it took us leaving that and awakening to the truth and seeing like okay this system this healthcare system is not actually for me and especially Mm -hmm. as a woman Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just amazing the, the journey that you can go on when you, when you really stop, um, putting your health in somebody else's hands and like really having that health sovereignty and taking ownership of like, this is my body. This is my life. This is like feeling this way every day is absolutely unacceptable. It is not okay to be in pain every day. It's not okay to live in a body where I feel like shit every day. It is not okay to hate my body. It is not okay to have these negative thoughts about my body. And it's not okay to just like listen to somebody tell me like, well, this is just the way it is. You know, like you do, you got to get to that place where you're like, this is unacceptable and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to transform this and to change this. And so I think like people like you and what you're doing is incredibly life-changing. And I am so grateful that, you know, people like you exist out there because I just think that you are the answer to our future healthcare um, and to so many people's happiness. I mean, obviously, I so appreciate that. I, you know, never 
never knew, like never set out on that path. Unfortunately, I would love to say that, yeah, when I worked in clinic, I was just so aware and I was having these conversations with my patients. I was not. I was taught the exact same way as all of these providers I once was seeing as the patient that, you know, I had all the different birth controls memorized and all the Mm -hmm. different dosages and, and this is what we do and it you're right it wasn't until i left that and became responsible for my own health and decided that i was going to make a change and i was going to figure this out one way or another that i slowly started uncovering all of these different um different avenues and different ways to really support our health as women and i feel like that is hopefully going to become the norm. I hope that over time, more and more women will learn to become their own best advocates, learn to become their own Mm -hmm. best doctors. Unfortunately, that's what we have to do in this day and age. And I'm not saying, oh, the whole medical system sucks, like you shouldn't follow it. There are certainly places where Western medicine excels and but there are also a lot of places where we need to trust our own intuition and come back into our own bodies and decide what we are and are not going to accept anymore. Yeah, it always comes back to that intuition, you know? And it's like, I feel like that is one of the number one things that we as women really need to connect with. Yeah. um, Is our intuition, you know, that it's always, always telling us, always guiding us. Whether it is our health or our relationships or, you know, anything. Our career, yeah. Always speaking to us. But we're taught to ignore it. So that's yes. where we have to start is by listening to it and doing what it says. <laughs> it exactly. always has our best interest. It really does. So, yeah, going back to that piece where you said, um, I feel like I don't have control over my body. And, you know, for those of you who are listening, if you are in that place where you're like, I just, I can't get my body to function the way that I want it to. I can't, you know, whether it is losing weight or gaining weight or your periods or, um, you know, fatigue or whatever it is, you like just use Jenna's example, you know, as, as evidence that you can switch this, you can change this and you really do have the power to completely transform the situation um and yeah it does it is a journey it's it's forever a journey I know that I am still on my own health journey and I'm always going to be on a health journey but I think that is another thing too is that we we want quick results and you know that's what the world that's what the market offers is hey just take this pill and all your problems will go away (laughs) <laughs> or yeah. or start this diet and you'll lose all the weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pretty much anything that guarantees rapid results is bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah, and we we overcomplicate things because we think, "Oh, it's it's too simple." Like you're saying, you know, get sleep, get sunlight, eat whole foods, find joy. That's all too simple. There has to be some magic pill that yeah. I'm missing. And let me tell you folks, it's not a magic pill deficiency. Like you don't have a mitol deficiency. You (laughs) don't have a weight loss drug deficiency. Um, It really is about just coming back to the basics that I find most people skip over. And a huge source of hormonal imbalances in our everyday life is, of course, stress. People working in jobs that they hate. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I think about myself going to a job I hate every single day and the amount of stress that was putting on my body... When you are in a state of stress and your body thinks, okay, I don't understand. Have I been, you know, being chased by a bear for five years straight? Like what, at what point do we get to stop? When that is happening, when you are in that stress response, that fight or flight response, that chronic low grade stress, your body isn't going to be giving much focus to keeping your hormones in check and building new hormones and balancing your hormones because your body's thinking, okay, who gives a shit about our hormones like we're gonna maybe die I don't know I feel like there's a bear right behind me why am (laughs) I always so stressed out so it really is that's a huge thing for women it's like going back to creating a life that you love and your body doesn't feel like you're always being chased by something Mm. that's a huge part that people want to skip over and instead they say no 
I want to just stay comfortable in my really crappy job that I hate, that I'm not comfortable in at all, that's slowly yeah. killing me. So I'm just going to keep that. And then can you just give me like a pill to take instead to balance my hormones? Mm. It does not work like that. I'm sorry. And if anybody tells you that it does, they're lying to you just to get your money. Yes. Yeah. I experienced the same thing, you know, working in mental health and people, you know, expecting to just take a pill to get their depression to go away or their anxiety or whatever it was. And it's like, that's not, it's not the answer, you know, in certain situations, you know, temporarily then. Yeah. Yeah. But long-term it's just, it's not. And it is going back to the basics. Just like you said, it's like, okay, look at your life. Like what about your life is stressing you out? What about your life is completely out of alignment with who you really are with, with your soul, with your heart? And like, what are the roles you're playing and what are the things that you're doing that are actually making you miserable and you're just thinking well I'm just broken and this is just how it is and I need a pill because I have depression and I have anxiety and you know I need these pills to make this go away and it's like this is just a band-aid approach you know it's not actually getting to the core of what is happening and what's contributing to the depression and anxiety Absolutely. Like if you're someone who works in a job that you hate and you're, you're, you, you're in traffic every single day, driving to that job, you get to that job, you're sitting in a cubicle, you're stressed out, you're not moving, you're not getting sunlight, you're just under fluorescent lights all day. You go home and of course, because you're so stressed, you're having some tension in your marriage or whatever's mm-hmm. going on with your marriage and your family. And you have no hobbies, you have no things you enjoy, you take no time for yourself, you're just every day putting your foot in front of the other and then you go, I, I like, I don't know why I'm depressed. Like, I, I need a right. pill for that. And this isn't to say that, you know, if you do need medication for depression, that, you know, that's always the wrong answer. I right. think in, in a bridge, that can be a great option, but it's not a long-term solution, just like you said. Yep. And we have to look at our lives. And, of course, anybody in that situation would be depressed. There's not something yeah. wrong with you because right. you're depressed in that situation. And um, there's something wrong with people who think that, you are depressed not because of that situation but because you need a pill and that is unfortunately how the medical system works you go to your doctor and say i'm having depression and they don't say you know how is your life how is your job are you are you finding time to have joy relationship are you taking care of yourself yeah Yeah. it's like oh you're depressed okay here's a pill and we're never addressing those those things that are causing it so you're not crazy or you know there's nothing wrong with you you're not broken it's it's really looking at your life just like you were saying crystal like really looking at your life and i'm not saying you have to implode your whole life right now quit your job leave your spouse do do it all um but certainly finding some place to start whether that's big or small taking one thing off your plate that's just driving you crazy and Mm -hmm. causing you chronic stress learning how to say no to those things is so huge but never talked about yeah, yeah, you're right. That that was like the the thing that put me over the edge is, you know, I was tired of prescribing medications. Yes. And I'm like, wait a minute, you guys, there's there's completely like other things that we could be doing to really heal people. Um and, you know, going on my own health journey and mental health journey and healing myself and um I just think that yeah, like whether you are struggling with hormonal issues or weight issues or mental health issues, like just understand and know and and really like while I'm saying this, just tap into like try to feel that inner knowing in you that that can resonate with what I'm saying because your cells know what I'm saying. It's a feeling. It's not a logical thing. But your cells know when I am saying to you that you can transform this, that you really do have the power to go on this journey and find the things that will work for you. You know, there's no there's no set blueprint for every body because every body is is different. But, you know, just use this as your your ticket your like reason to just believe that you can do this you can feel differently you can feel happy you can 
thrive instead of just being in survival mode all the time. Yeah, have hope for that again. I think that's one of the things I lost somewhere along the way and something a lot of people lose along the way. But just knowing that other people have done it, knowing that there is hope for you, I think that can be, that can totally change your story. For sure. So let's like get more into the hormone stuff because I imagine people are like, okay, tell me more about like, what am I supposed to know? What am I supposed to look for? Like how, you know, especially when it comes to, to weight, I know that there are so many women who are struggling with, you know, they're like, I'm working out, I'm eating the best I can, but you know, the weight, it just never goes away. And it really bothers them, you know, their confidence and self-esteem and energy. And so like, what, what could be happening if they are doing those things and they're still like nothing is bud is is budging so the first thing to understand is weight is not a personal fault it doesn't mean you know if you've gained weight that you're a bad person or you're a failure or you don't know what you're doing Um, unfortunately a lot of the things that we teach people about weight are totally incorrect and weight is simply a a symptom, there we go with the symptom Mm. again, right? A warning sign from the body that something is going on, that maybe you are constantly stressed out. And that can be, that's one of the hormones, you know, cortisol, your stress hormone that can be involved in weight, but a a lot of times sex hormones too, your estrogen and having estrogen out of balance can make you hold on to weight, having leptin resistance, insulin resistance, so many hormones involved in weight resistance. And I think so many women are so shamed that it's your fault that you um, are having weight issues. You see your provider and you're just shamed. And they may say something like, well, you're overweight, just eat less and move more. And you're like, how could I possibly eat less? I eat like a toddler. I work out for two hours a day and I'm still struggling with my weight. And if you were to say something like that, either your provider would probably think that you're lying. A lot of providers that I worked with Mm. did, or they would just be so uncomfortable and out of their sort of comfort Mm. zone that they would just kind of like probably end the visit. So just know that it's, it's not your fault. First of all, um, a lot of women are in that boat and a lot of times it comes down to figuring out where the imbalance is in the body. And that's something that sometimes we can do just through taking a really good history and, and looking at your other symptoms. If you're having a lot of weight gain in the belly and you're also having you know painful periods and heavy periods and, and PMS and breast tenderness, then we can probably deduce just from those symptoms alone that it's related to an estrogen imbalance. Mm. And when you balance the estrogen, even if you're not eating less and moving more, the weight will begin to come off. So it's a little bit different for every single person. And sometimes it's not super clear from the history where we're going wrong or you don't have other symptoms. That's a time when testing can be useful, like lab testing, functional testing, hormone Mm. testing, which so many women are told is a myth, which just (laughs) baffles me. I have women tell me that all the time. Oh, my provider said you can't test hormones because they're always changing. Uh, Newsflash, all labs are always (laughs) changing, but we still have ranges. And, you know, we test testosterone in like every single man. (laughs) But then a woman's like, can I get my, you know, estrogen and testosterone tested? And we're like, no, it it doesn't exist. Um, I hear that so often from women. So working with a provider that is knowledgeable in these tests and can get you answers and just validate, you know, I don't think everybody needs a full workup, but I also think it can be really validating um, Mm -hmm. when you say, you know, gosh, there is a reason, like, look how high my estrogen is. There is a reason I've been having these symptoms. I'm not crazy, um, you know, and now I know what I need to do to get the body back in balance. So like I said, a lot of times it just comes with first your lifestyle. Stress is a huge one. Getting enough sleep is a huge one. Um, But before we even talk about, you know, what we can do to fix it, it's just recognizing that these symptoms are existing so we can fix them. So some symptoms that you might have that would suggest an underlying hormone imbalance. uh, The first one would be having heavy periods, painful periods. So as women, our period, if you're still cycling woman, our period is basically our report card. It tells us how our health is doing from month to month. Mm. A normal period is having maybe a little bit of cramping on day one or two and feeling a little bit more tired and the sort of pull to be more inward than having a lot of outward energy. 
that's it. Otherwise, you should feel really great. So we're sort of taught that having cramps or heavy bleeding, clots, not being able to get out of bed, like these things are normal. They are not normal. We don't have a design flaw as women. These are all symptoms that something's going on with the hormones. So, you know, looking at your period is a great place to start with figuring out if your hormones may be out of whack. And then right before your period, if you're having PMS, if you're having breast tenderness, if you're having spotting, these are all symptoms that your hormones may be out of whack or probably are out of whack. And some more general symptoms that kind of can persist throughout your cycle would be, of course, having weight gain that you can't get rid of. Having a lot of cravings can definitely be a symptom Mm. of hormonal imbalance and something so many women blame themselves for. They say, I have no willpower and I don't know why. And it could just be your hormones. It may not be your fault. Well, it's definitely not your fault. But figuring out what is causing those cravings um, can be really, really validating. Having fatigue, like some women are just so tired. They wake up in the morning and they're already tired. They need five cups of coffee throughout the day. That's not right. Something is not right in the body to have that kind of non-restful sleep. So if you're having symptoms like that, it's worth exploring with somebody what could be going on with your hormones and what you could begin doing to optimize your hormones and get things back in balance because our body wants to be in balance. Our body can heal itself. If we just remove all of the things we're putting in its way, then Mm. it can start healing how it's supposed to. Mm, I like that. Like what, what am I putting in the way of my body's ability to heal? And again, that goes back to that ownership and like, it's not about blame, self blame. It's like, like, okay, I'm ready to really own whatever it is that's happening. I'm ready to like make the changes. I'm ready to have the awareness. Um, and yeah, I'm just ready to like step into that. Yeah. That position. Yeah. So, okay. What is, if you could give women one tip, and I know this is going to be hard, (laughs) but like (laughs) one, one thing that they could do no matter what, like where they are in their journey to just have healthy hormones, what would that thing be? So like we've talked about a lot in this episode, stress is hugely impactful on your hormones. Like your body is, if it's stressed, it's not giving attention to your hormones. So doing something every single day, whether that's small, maybe that's one minute of breathing a day, box breathing Mm. or alternate nostril breathing or whatever kind of breathing you like to do. One minute of intentional breathing a day, something as small as that can have a huge impact on your hormones. So it's about getting yourself out of that stress response, out of that go, 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 and back into that parasympathetic, that rest and digest stage where you're relaxed and your nervous system can begin healing your body. Like some of those, um, you know, some of the functions in your body can kind of go back to normal. So whatever that is for you, and that looks different for every person. Some people are like, you know, gosh, do I have to journal every day or something? (laughs) Some people hate that. And it's not, if that's something that sounds terrible to you and and you don't enjoy that, that's not going to bring you out of your stress response. So it's about finding joy, right? Like, whether that's breathing, whether that's yoga, meditating, journaling, going on a walk is a great mm-hmm. one. Getting some some morning sunlight is hugely impactful. Laughing, you know, having a phone-free dinner where you're really engaging with the people in your life. And just thinking, you know, those little habits really add up over time. So even if it's just, you say, all I have time for in my life right now is just one minute to do something I enjoy every day, Mm. starting there and then letting it kind of snowball because it will. Once you come back into your body and realize how pleasurable that feels, how joyful Mm. that feels to connect with yourself, you'll start looking for more opportunities to do that throughout your day. So that is a great starting point for any any woman to start with truly um and then also if you want more than that or if you feel like you're already doing that i do have a free guide that you can download too um that just talks about i think like the six or seven kind of main systems you know the the stress response to sleep getting rid of endocrine disrupting products blood sugar balance um, movement getting sunlight just kind of those main few things that you can do to start rebuilding your hormones you don't have to go on some complicated plan you don't have to take some expensive supplement regimen you don't have to go on a super restrictive diet or anything like that the answer is actually much more simple so feel mm-hmm. free to yeah 
feel free to, we'll link that below. And yeah. 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 So definitely. Um, and where can people find you on social media? So yeah, I have an Instagram and a TikTok, you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, and my handle's the same on both, jennablake.np. I also have a website that's her rooted wellness that I have a blog. Um, so you can definitely dive deeper into some of these topics on there. And I also have a weekly newsletter that people can join where I just send out free tips, um, to help better support your hormones every single week. I love that. Yeah, so I will link all of those things in the show notes, you guys. So definitely go follow her. She offers really amazing um, videos on Instagram. Uh, And yeah, if you want some more information or some more guidance uh, and some one-on-one support, then definitely reach out to her. Uh, I personally know that she is absolutely amazing and fully trustworthy. And more importantly, she just has the passion and the heart to help you with whatever you know health challenge you are struggling with so thank you so much for coming on the show i love you (laughs) you did oh this is a fun time i actually forgot we were recording a podcast (laughs) this is just how a lot of the conversations go so yeah it was really great to be here with you and and can't wait to come back and talk about maybe some more of these concepts, cycle thinking. I think that's huge. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. And of course, we will be back uh, next week with a brand new episode. So share this with any woman that you think may benefit from hearing this. I personally think every woman could benefit from hearing this episode, but please do share this. Um, share it on your social media share it, send it to your friends, and let's empower women, more women, together to love ourselves, to, you know, live the life that we want to live and feel the way we want to feel. Yes, 100%. So have an amazing day, evening, night, wherever you are, whatever time you're listening to this, and we will catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.